Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Occult Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Rachel Shackleton. Hello, hello. And Jules Gill. Hey, guys. And this is the new and improved slash reduced down to one a week style podcast that we're going to trial for a bit, which might go back into two, might go back into three. But for now, thank you very much for joining us. And we're going to dive into all things relating to Sekiro because this is currently consuming our lives. Yes. What? A game. A game. <laughs> I, uh, I started, I dove in at midnight. I had it preloaded. We've obviously played it beforehand because we were lucky enough to go down to different press events and all that type jazz. Um, but I just kind of just wanted to get general thoughts, general, we'll just see how we mm. go. Um, I played till three in the morning and then I, it's just, it's so Moorish. Everything kind of relates to everything else. You fight an enemy, you get flattened 20 times and then you're like, oh God, I'll go and get a skill, but I need to grind some XP. So I'll go and wipe some dudes out and then I fight the thing. And then all of a sudden it's 3 a.m. and I should probably go to bed. Now, what do you think? Now, this is the thing. I absolutely adore Dark Souls, adore Bloodborne, and I absolutely feel like Demon's Souls is still <laughs> the most underrated one out of the entire bunch. Ooh, but this might actually the be wasn't great though, was this, it? But this still might actually be my favourite game Ooh, of the series. Nice. And I'm not, and I know people are going, oh, it's not related. If you've played the game, you'll know that there are there are a lot of links between the world of of this uh, feudal Japan and the undead dying hollowing state Thing. of of beyond like there is a lot more than originally was announced in mm-hmm. the trailer so therefore I feel like the comparison is apt I'll quickly uh, yeah. mention as well um, just because like obviously if you're a Hardcore Souls fan then like any sort of boss descriptions are sometimes classed as spoilers but I kind of class spoilers as narrative stuff plot type mm-hmm. stuff um, so we're going to dive we're not going to dive into the story too well hardly at all really other than the base premise the of story your is Samurai. very yeah the yeah, story is very basic. Dude. in fact the story has been completely outlined in the uh, English trailer that dropped about oh, yeah, yeah. two days ago, which which was one of the weirdest experiences. And we will obviously talk about the game in great detail, but the <laughs> marketing for it has been one of the strangest things I've seen because it's because it's been handled by Activision and because it's been sort of uh, being pushed for a Western audience. You can really tell. Well, the fact that the trailer was like, Welcome to Sekiro. <laughs> you play as the lone wolf, and you will one have man to, goes yeah, up against it was, the it was thing. Very, that, one man with one arm. Yeah, literally. Like, we so we all played um, different builds of the game, and I would say that one of the biggest charms about it was that it was in its native language, and it felt very connected mm-hmm. to its source material of the mythology and the Japanese folklore. So to hear it pitched back at you as a Westernized, like it's a tale of revenge, and you're the only man. I was like, ooh, I hope there's an option to turn. I do off love that. that though. That yeah. when it it, it, it defaults 
defaults to Japanese, then you can nice. switch it to English. I've not I've not done that. I like it being Japanese. Yeah, me too. Um, and but it's just it is it's interesting because you think about from softwares like history, they're sort of this like beloved like I don't know initially like indie dev that have only gotten bigger, and then now it's like this sided with Activision, like you know one of the biggest third party publishers in the industry right now, mm-hmm. and it's like this is their play for a massive wider audience. And, it is absolutely yeah. Activision's involvement yeah. because mm-hmm. like I mean I've got a lot of friends who have always heard me banging on about Dark Souls but never wanted to pick that mm-hmm. up, and mm-hmm. now all of a sudden everyone is getting Sekiro. So whatever Activision are doing, it is <laughs> yep. working for the wider public. So and I'm all for it. I'm all for letting people get into this. Yeah, yeah. I think so. it's worth talking about that as well. Because like, do you guys think that this is the most accessible one so far? Absolutely. And mm-hmm. I would argue, as you may have heard in my Your review, review yep. which went live review. yesterday, um, is that, you know, it is it has the most gentle tutorial out mm. of any Dark Souls or Bloodborne kind of game that I've ever played. Well, you can hang it, out with that dude who can't die. I love him. Yeah, 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 I love punching. Handy Andy, <laughs> yeah. my oh, punching yeah. bag. I love him so much. He's such a bro. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it's so accessible. You don't even start out with a flipping weapon. The mm-hmm. game teaches you mobility and mm-hmm. stealth, and then it teaches you combat, and then it teaches you advanced, advanced combat. I'm tripping mm-hmm. over my words because I'm so excited. <laughs> it's so... Good. It's so accessible. They've clearly learned from their previous achievements, mm-hmm. and then you know, and then some. So. I tell you something that uh, I initially thought I was going to tweet this, but I uh, I thought I'll just I'll just oh, describe wow. it. Wow. Hold oh. on. Hold on, guys. Hold on. What? What's that? Fresh off the press, we're getting yeah. a Scott take that he held on for more than three minutes. In I his mean, own. you got to get them out there every now and then. But I think um, for the sake of the Sekiro <laughs> thing, um, remember the first time you played uh, Resident Evil Four? I think I told this to Rich when we were on lunch before. Oh, I remember this. Remember this back in the day, and the first time you shot that shotgun. And it was like, cool. it was like the big like Oof. kickback and you're like, yeah. oh God, this is next level. Like, I remember the first time I did that. Mm. I, will, I will remember for the rest of my days, the first kill that I have in Sekiro. Because mm. I think they really, like the camera shakes and you've got all this like vibration in the controller and your dude just buries the blade in the guy's face. And it's just like, After yeah. After like, sneaking up behind him. You can I if love you want. Yeah, yeah. the stealth in this game as well. Mm. Like, it it's feels like everything is so, so punchy. When, yeah. It's like, yeah. when the death blow uh, is about to be struck, that lovely uh, piercing ringing noise, like it's goes like ping like that I'm like ooh that's ooh that's it's time to kill that is satisfying that I guess you might as well break down like that's another thing as well is just like yeah it has it has access to potentially the biggest audience so far and you have you know this really nice like gentle tutorial like do you think that that is them saying like we're gonna actually allow ourselves to get more people in I I will say though that this game I still think it's brutally hard we we should not paint this as being anything other than being incredibly challenging yeah but the variety and the options and the directions that you can take, even just by going off the beaten path, can mm-hmm. lead you spending hours going in a completely different direction. It's made a game feel that no matter what roadblock you come up against, you'll always be able to find another route around until mm. you get better or level up yeah. and get more skills to come back and beat that challenge. Because I've hit two or three major roadblocks at the moment, right. and I was struggling a bit uh, with them. I won't spoil where they are, but after just going to myself, oh, I wonder if I can get there, Mm. that led to a whole hour and a half going down a brand new path that's led me up into an area that is so different to where I started out that I feel like it would be an, even a massive spoiler saying what, what I mean, type of environment it is. It is the same kind of style that we saw in the first Dark Souls that we, mm. well, that personally I loved so much where it was like, if you're playing it blind, if you went in a certain direction and it seemed too difficult, mm. chances are you probably weren't meant to go mm. that way. Mm-hmm. And I love it, like that the, Sekiro like the, has um, that, yeah. The cemetery with the skeletons. Exactly. Like oh, yeah. Hit it on the head mm. there. So you would go down there and then they'd start respawning and mm-hmm. you'd maybe think, oh, 
God, there's probably a here. different way I should be going. Plus, like, I mean, Sekiro in, in, has that. Yeah, in my like initial play, because um, we, like I said, we were lucky enough to play like a few hours down in London and stuff. And I remember when when we went through that, like you really do need to pay attention to like the fact that you can eavesdrop on people because they'll hint yes. where different weapons are. I love that. Because the first time through, I didn't even get the axe when I was in the Harada estate, which is the first dream bit oh, at the I very know. beginning. And so I know you did. And uh, but since having that in my new playthrough, you just cleave through the shields and you finish them off. It's how, almost like you're supposed and, to find the damn thing. And how satisfying is that now? Well, it's good, it's but so I also good. was like. Dear sweet lord, I could have got so much further in my initial playtest if I had that. Can we just um, take a brief moment to talk about the prosthetic weapons? Mm. Because I feel like that is a, something that I really want to push to anyone listening to this now thinking that mm, I might not pick it up because of the fact that you only have that one weapon, the blade, to start mm. out with. The prosthetic weapons are so unique customizable and, 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 and yeah. can be added yeah. into combat in so many different ways that it actually does allow you to customize a play style around these three maximum that you can hold at any one time. So it's essentially like your light attacks are, there's always the sword and your yeah. R2 or your right like, trigger is always the heavies. With the current skill set that I've got, and this isn't a spoiler because of the fact it's one, one of the very early skills you can pick up, mm -hmm. it's um, I've got a follow-up attack uh, called Fang and Blade, which is if I use a certain uh, prosthetic and then tap the attack button afterwards he'll do a rolling cartwheel that then does massive damage what? so it's it's a really nice move and it's become so ingrained into my um regular moveset mm. that I don't actually use the prosthetic for what it's meant to be used for I use it in <laughs> combat to help me out in other situations I love that you can play the game how you feel most mm -hmm. comfortable playing it like for example I'm really really enjoying uh, the feeling of getting a deflection mm -hmm. like oh, I really yeah. like dodging combat in, in Sekiro but deflection is where it's at in my opinion so I'm mm -hmm. concentrating personally on you know getting the timings right you know like that ding 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 yeah. over this, and over again I that's love the thing to, to really highlight is like yeah they, they've put so much impetus on like you know you have your dedicated L1 block you tap it at the right time you'll parry but if you like obviously if you get it exactly right you'll kind of decimate your opponent's posture yeah. and yep. you can finish them off and so that was the thing that initially i was like man every every encounter kind of feels the same like i'm just waiting for the attack i'm blocking it and then i'm going in but there's there's more to it than yeah that, which I like. yeah uh, so if we look at the basic enemy types that you'll meet within the first <coughs> say hour of gameplay man with sword yeah man with sword <laughs> like even, with even, even, <laughs> even they have varying levels of how you're meant to um go against them because it actually goes to different Japanese fighting styles. I looked into this last night. If you mm. see any guys with the wide-brimmed hats and the reed armor, yeah, they're harder. They, they actually uh, wait for you to attack to block you, and yes. then they'll only attack after oh, you. Oh, hell, and that's it's, cool. And, so it's a nice little thing that every single enemy, if you look at their armor type, you can get a feel for what type yeah, of thing they Yeah, because I think mm. I sort of realized that without realizing that I realized it. Because if I, I, mean, if I have the choice to stealth kill one enemy in a group of enemies, I'll always go for the guy with the big hat. Yeah, yes. totally. And <laughs> big hat means hard. But isn't that great sort of like yeah. enemy design where subconsciously you're like, oh, I know that fighting them's hard, so I'm going to take that guy out mm -hmm. first. And later on, I'm just going to say, some of the guys... Oh, God! <laughs> Imagine that, but with four more swords. Yeah. <laughs> what, one dude and four swords? Does he hold like two in like, each of his feet? Like Gen General Grievous. General Grievous has got nothing on some of the guys <laughs> later on in the game. General Shinobi. Yeah, yeah. Kind of a fun. <laughs> Shinobi. I knew he would come. Hello. Uh, oh, God. 
god, that just took me a while, but okay. She, oh, come on, General, General Shinobi. Shinobi is like, oh, yeah, sure, but okay. Hello um, there. I, I do want to mention as well, like, I absolutely love that they tie, like, they give you a skill tree for the first time in a Souls game, like, mm. and, and, you know, you're, you're buying specific abilities from, like, a, you know, a specific tree and stuff, which you get, like, a knee slide, and there's, like, the whirlwind. Abilities are great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I love that they tie that into specific enemies as well, because you, I found myself going, like, we've, we've covered, like, you can kind of go, like, down different paths, you might end up with a, a play wall, as Jules calls it, and then yeah. you go the other way, but, like, you know, I, at the minute, where my save is, I'm fighting against the uh, Shinobi Hunter, and when I hit, oh, like, main attacks, is this, like, unblockable <laughs> spear thrust, but if you, like, just go past the first tier on the skill tree, you can get the Makiri counter, which is yeah. a spear-specific counter, so you're encouraged to go back and grind out some enemies, get some XP, or whatever they call it, and get get a spear counter, yep. and then fight the Shinobi again, same with the opening Ogre fight, like, he's much easier if you have the flame vent, in tr- but, yeah, like, you can true. totally miss those things, but, like, you know, all that stuff is connected, the environment is connected to the skill tree, which is connected to the, the Love the it, enemies. it's so perfectly Brilliant. paced, I love mm-hmm. how it is paced, and this was my, like, my main point of my review, is that it's set up in such a way that you will come up against one of these play walls, mm. eventually manage to get past it, feel powerful for a bit, and then if you come up against something that makes you intimidated, you mm-hmm. can go off in a different direction yep. and probably find something to then come back with. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. So let's talk like, oh, go on. I, I was just gonna say like pacing mm-hmm. in this game is incredibly well thought out because you will find your little clumps of <gasps> regular enemies there will always be like a named person there to test you. I like to think of it as just like skill tests effectively. Mm -hmm. And then there'll be a boss basically around the corner. But even when you've just killed a boss, it will then be like only a matter of minutes until you're running into (laughs) the next name one. And like the amount of enemies to kill, sub bosses and major shinobi bosses as Mm. well, you're just kind of like, my God, there's a lot. This game is dense. It's a lot. Pa- yeah, dense, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. A lot of it packed into tiny little spaces between the checkpoints. Can I just give a love letter to how many flipping checkpoints <laughs> yeah. are in this game, by I, the way? I, I, reckon oh. that will, I reckon that will annoy, like, the most ardent oh, of dogs. No so, way. So. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, last night I was trying to progress on a boss that was literally, there was checkpoint. There was a little bit of running, maybe 10 seconds of running, and mm. then there was the boss. Oh, li- was... literally give me and, a checkpoint and, and, next and to the boss. Do you know what? I didn't mind. It was a surprise. And then I was like, oh, God, I need this checkpoint. Right, right. <laughs> however, however, I'm going to play Devil's Advocate and say that I actually think this might be one of the weaker <clears throat> aspects of the game. because what? Because, not because of the checkpoint system itself, but because of how the checkpoints are handled in the menu. I would like it so that if, for example, I'm selecting where I want to travel next, mm. and it goes, say, I don't know, uh, this shrine, let's just say shrine, um, it should say on that who is around there, as in, have I met a vendor? Have I met a person there? Uh, oh, you want a bit of hand-holding, I, do you, Jill? Well, it's, it's not necessarily hand-holding, it's but, it's, but, it's, but it's just that there is one particular example where in the space of about three minutes, I found three checkpoints. And I was like, oh, uh, that's I, that's going to get confusing. I guess you would have to then travel there to sort of recognize it exactly. and then look around mm-hmm. and yeah. you probably I, have to do a bit of jumping. But maybe that's just because they were the, uh, I was in a Nexus hub style area. So maybe it was just leading me into these different parts. And I just, I just happened to run into these areas. There was a bit know. in uh, Dark Souls 3. Um, it was like near the end where I can't think what you call the massive boss that you fight. It's during the cost, often a cost. Like, no, and it's like one that's of the dragon riders or something. Oh, it is. Oh, it is. Um, but anyway, near the end of like Dark Souls 3 and you, you beat this guy and you've just had a bonfire before and you beat him another bonfire appears ahead um, oh. it's in the, it's you, in the Grand, Ca- King, the Grand Cathedral yeah um, there's yeah, all the dragons flying around you when you're fighting you know, him you know the Dark wax, Souls 3 yeah, yeah you know the wax headed wax head guys uh, in the scholars oh the dragon slayer armor yeah you, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you kill one guy, guy and you run into the the library the giant yeah. armor like, <laughs> well there's, there's a bon- you can see the next yeah, bonfire from, from the, the bonfire other bonfire I mean, my point is though I'm like, never going to say no to a good bonfire I love me a good bonfire I love 
like I, one of my pet peeves in gaming is bad checkpointing or just or annoying like yeah. you know don't waste my time put me next to the challenge and I'll do the challenge um, <clears throat> so I think that like you know on the development side they must they must go back and forward so much to setting exactly where the bonfires are going to go mm-hmm. and that kind of goes hand in hand with the idea that more people are playing this one <clears throat> because of the Activision yeah. influence and stuff of the reach and so, yeah. the fact that the combat is flipping difficult <laughs> <laughs> so let, yeah let's just talk like general just kind of where we're at with it because I like I'm, I'm, I'm way more used to the combat now like yep. when we initially played it I went from doing the, the Devil May Cry 5 review which is like 20 hours in a weekend to going straight into Sekiro it still blows my mind how much time you spend on that game in such a consolidated effort just but, get no, into but it. No, yeah nowadays yeah 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 I know you now all, like, and honestly, all the time you spend painting figures and playing games hey you all right I just won't like lie to me but anyway uh, <laughs> that was be a good thing the um but that though because I went from DMC straight into Sekiro I started playing Sekiro jumping around trying to do aerial attacks trying to like kick off the wall and stuff and you can you know you can do those things um but like since kind of like going back to Bloodborne and kind of re like reacquainting myself with From Software and like the way that Hideo Takami Miyazaki designs uh, storytelling or the way that those games kind of flow mm-hmm. you patience is the priority and you can't just leap in and that's one of the best things is to like steal yourself that way and it's way more rewarding that way and like just walking like a you know like this I don't know like overpower well not overpower but there's like tank of capability yeah and just taking stuff on so like I don't know how you guys have found like if you've had to draw on older FromSoft stuff or you're playing it like a new game I'm kind of the way that I managed to get through it without losing my mind was to go okay I remember how to play these games I'm going to take it slower. I can tell you that there's a, an example that I'm still stuck on at the moment there's a named character in an area and I I'm playing the game very dodge heavy. Mm. I parry when I feel like there's an there's an obvious wind up, mm-hmm. but most of the time I'll try and dodge to get behind someone rather than do anything else. This named character specifically is next to like impossible to they dodge like and, the and, and, and I will yeah. need and I will need to get better at the parrying to beat this and I know that because I've uh, I, I just basically was analysing the arena I was analysing everything else there is no advantage I can get from trying to dodge mm-hmm. so I'm just going to have to get better at blocking which is fine because it's a named character because right. I see that as being it's an optional sub boss I don't gain anything other than a bit of like uh, player advancement mm-hmm. with the um, prayer beads that you get for killing each of the name bosses but it's not blocking any access so I feel okay right, with that. Right. When you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. 
With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. I'm looking forward to like going up against a boss that is just gonna be like just clashing swords every two seconds, like tap 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 tap, like flash 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 flash. Oh no, right. you're not. Right. Oh, no, you're not. Yeah, right. Rachel See, and I shoot, I, shooting a no. That's ah. what I thought. So I have come up against what I have now. Uh, found out recently is not the last boss, but I tell you what, it feels like the last boss, and okay. I just—it's been a long time actually since um, probably. Nameless King, Dark Souls 3 is probably the last yeah, time right. I came up against something that I was just so stuck on um, that it's actually sort of, I was weeping. I was so upset. <laughs> like this is getting you know, me down. It was, um, it's pure combat. There's no gimmicks to it. Uh, I can't just stealth up behind him and take out a pip. I have to, and then, oh, I really, really don't want to spoil it because it okay. is... Well, you can still, I mean, oh. I, I don't think that uh, combat is combat spoilers are like that much of a thing. Well, I don't mind taking the wrath of it if it is. There's some lovely surprises in this encounter, mm -hmm. put it this way. I think as long as you don't name exactly if it's a story-centric character or whatever, you can describe the, the fight itself. It, it is a story-centric so, character. Okay, well, um, just don't say who it is, yeah. but you go up against Basically, someone. so this is this is the ultimate test of my deflection skills, basically. Nice. Uh, and I thought that's what I wanted. And now that I've got it, I realize it's... Uh, do you know what, though? It is incredibly fun to learn. Yeah. Like, that is one thing I really like about the bosses in this game. They're all so different. And they all have a kind of thing about them mm -hmm. that you can use to kind of learn to defeat them. And I'm really enjoying figuring out what that is. But with this one, I, <laughs> I know how to do it. It's what, just hard have to you guys, do it. Have either of you guys come close to like a, oh, like having to fight the, the rage inside, you kind of go like, oh, yeah. Ah, calm, um, the the, name, the name character that I was telling you about, I fought probably about 30 times now. Right. Same, and, yeah. and, and I was like, I just went, <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> fine. One more time, one more time. And I started speaking out loud and I just went yeah. like, I was like, that's stupid. Why did I do that? Mm -hmm. Why did I do that? Come on, come on. Well, okay, I totally beat yeah. myself up while I'm playing. I'm like, for goodness sake, Rachel, you're an idiot. I do that to certain degrees, and then I'm just like, no, the, the way to get through it is to go calm and read the animations and pick your spots and your moments and strike. And so, like, but if we're sharing, like, oh, God, that was entirely my fault stories, yeah. then, like, that ogre, I F that ogre, like, that thing. Yeah. His, his hitbox is actually questionable. Like, yeah, yeah, his, yeah. When he dives at you, if you don't yeah. jump over, 
with that. He'll just grab you anyway. You, but yeah. finally, like after like playing it, playing against him for three hours in the pre-release, and then like going up against him this time, my heart was like going crazy, getting him like down. Like yeah. I got him right down to the last little sliver of health on yep. the second pip. A couple more hits, and I could have done it. I should have known that the whole get good. Oh, thing. you yeah. got greedy. Well, I was I, at that point. Like that was this was an earlier playthrough before I got used to like exactly how to take him on. Yeah, him to use the fire, and so I was like trying to attack him and stuff. Got him right down to a tiny little sliver of health, and I was so used to just jumping out the way of stuff that I jumped over him and he I hit him for the last attack he went to stagger so all I needed was the one hit the oh, red no. hit I jumped all the way off and fell off the cliff oh no no in fact sorry I didn't die I came back to the cliff and, and he reset his health yeah I was about and to so say. I was like okay <laughs> I mean as painful as that is how cool is it that yeah. jumping off a cliff doesn't kill you now <laughs> it resets the health though but yeah um, there's that was my like that was entirely me what, and though? I could kill myself it's stories like that that just make these games I'm kind sorry of. but as painful as they are like how good is it just to go to your when I finally defeated him my heart was like yes. I almost had a you know, palpitation <laughs> but was, yeah there was one moment where uh, I found another named character that was just blocking my path again and I was like okay this guy is really annoying me because the arena that we're fighting in is way too small in my opinion for what I need right, to be right. able to do and then I was like looking around and I was like okay have a look around the environment and I spotted that there's an area to fall down onto the person and oh, do damage that's, and, and that's then cool. I, and I was like oh this just got a lot easier and then as I like fell on him I was like take that you well that was the thing like the, the shinobi hunter who's like mm. my, my current roadblock you guys are way further than me but like that thing with the shinobi hunter if you sneak in the tall grass around him you can stealth you kill remove a pip and there's go there's usually there. a way like like <coughs> I mentioned yeah before mm. there's usually a way to uh, to make the encounter easier mm -hmm. for yourself but usually also, using stealth but oh god there's some that are not yeah. <laughs> the, the, the onset of dread now if I come up against a sub boss and there is no way to take down an instant pip I'm like like, oh god, I'm gonna have to be good now. <laughs> I hope I pack my big boy trousers because this is gonna be a fun. Ride. I kind of like I wouldn't. I, I don't know if I would appreciate like a, a, a you know bring up the pause menu and just go back to checkpoint like straight away because like sometimes you you know it's like any game you want to go in with your best build and yeah. as soon as the start opening of a fight doesn't go your way it's like okay well I might as well just restart then. Oh I see. Well there is your um, your sort of homeward bone item that you've got mm, your yeah. idol that but takes it, ta you back, it takes but a little bit it's while a to go. heck of yeah. a like wind up yeah. that yeah even the wind up on a lot of the heavy attacks like especially again my my go to example because I was fighting him at three in the morning is the shinobi hunter because yep. it was just like I'm going to do the heavy oh, I got stopped yeah. I'm going to do the flame but oh, I got stopped and it's just like <laughs> trying to like you know like figure out like a way to defeat him but obviously the, the go-to with him is the Makiri counter yeah. um, and so like that kind of helped and stuff but I don't know just, I guess it's just like general opinions on like because it is the most accessible especially at the beginning but then it's learning curve is like like a brick wall or it's they're, razor sharp anyway they're, they're, they're... you grow along with it I would mm. say like especially with me like I'm not going to lie like I'm not great at this game but I am like really Really enjoying sort mm -hmm. of building upon my own skills as right. I go through it. I think one of the things that it does extremely well is you can you know exactly where you went wrong. Yeah. Um, or yeah. like for the most part, like I'm like I shouldn't have jumped off that cliff. Every death is a learning experience. Mm -hmm. At the moment, I haven't encountered any death that I felt is ridiculously cheap, except for one which involved a bloody cannon. It was like there's oh, that same. guy. Imagine that guy, but you're trying to fight some <laughs> other like very other big See, dudes, and all of a sudden you just hear this like. <laughs> and, and you could imagine you this know it's, like, coming it's like in. the wily e. coyote holding up a sign and going uh oh it's uh -oh. <laughs> like smashed so was that, yeah. was that one of the first times that you died like in the middle of a fight or kind of, kind I died because that guy is annoying I died in the middle of a fight and I could see that there was a sculptor's idol within eye shot and I was no. like oh I'm going to go activate that in a minute I'll just take out these guys and I uh -huh. died and had to go all the way back and I was like ah oh, that's worth that's picking up that's not my fault one like, of the things that they always had because remember the first time in the first souls when you're just like killing off grown enemies mm -hmm. and all of a sudden they do that attack where it's like a seven hit flurry 
and they just sort of oh like the left, regular right, left, yeah right, left, the regular right. ones and you don't expect it and it takes you by surprise it takes a huge chunk off your health mm-hmm. and you're like well I thought I was fine because I'm 15 hours in yeah and um, this for me has that equivalent of that where I was like I'm just gonna I was on the way to a like I was just farming XP to get some more skills <gasps> are you gonna say the guy with the torch I'm not but he oh I got wrecked by the farm torch guy sucks but like just one time I just I just jumped down landed on a guy and I was like I'm just gonna take out the dude next to him so I went to do like a full flurry he just blocked it and attacked me back and took like killed me but I had enough to resurrect but I was like okay then I can't just treat them as grunts you have to kind of treat them with respect every time everyone can kill you it still punishes you if you try to rush through however however I have noticed that if you die enough you become quite creative with how to get around the environment to do it There's, there's one long stretch that I just needed to get to this bloody boss and to go through it there was just an arduous not an arduous slog but it was it was a slog of very tough enemies that would require thought like and patience and yes exactly yeah. oh, but then after, after about like sort of like 15 minutes of just constantly just trying to work my way through mm-hmm. I was like oh there's a tree up there actually <laughs> so went back to the bonfire up uh, to the sculptor side reset it and then immediately just ran and jumped as far as I could yeah. and just at the bottom of my thing it then suddenly clicked in that I could jump on it made my way up there found a little secret path and I was like Ah, this <laughs> cuts out all of these, and Aww. it literally was a road to the boss. Good. Like, that is the, like, so satisfying. What incredible world design! That's yeah. so good. That's actually, I guess it's worth quickly addressing the fact that the file size of the whole thing is like 16 gig. What the hell? Tiny. Yeah, just or at least under... it's tiny by like contemporary yeah. comparisons or whatever. But I like... do not know where they're hiding the rest of this game because I've because <laughs> right, okay, so, we, so we thought originally that it was just going to be sort of like uh, pagodas and sort of like the classic sort of like feudal Japan architecture, and we mm. thought maybe that could be replicated quite easily the area that I'm at now is so dense in detail mm. that I'm so surprised I'm staggered at how good it looks I think it's just because they everything's handcrafted and, and hand designed they mm. haven't used photogrammetry which is where you, you, know, you scan in thousands yeah. of photos they haven't like well you mean that you giant know. albino snake wasn't from real life I don't think so I mean oh. if you for the most part in terms of like detailing that world they haven't spent like 50,000 hours detailing the last leaf mm. or whatever like it's, it's more the overall like it looks like a big oil paint it's got mm. this really gorgeous sort of art direction to it but yeah the overall file size is like 16 gig but you contrast that with like Red Dead 2 which is like uh, 90 gig yeah and it's yeah. obviously Red Dead 2 is like is bigger in every yeah, regard yeah. but I think in this like um, from what I can pick up like I think it's a series of like open spaces and it's just like you know there's there's detail there mm-hmm. but like I, in terms of how you're progressing through like I guess you're rerunning the same areas over and well, over that's what gives it its length they've been incredibly clever and in how they are masking um, what effectively what, what? What, what are corridors yeah, uh, and like this whole like sort of like hub because Dark Souls had this amazing thing where somebody actually painted the entire world and showed how mm. everything connects. And when you actually see it all together, you're like, oh, that actually that geography makes sense. It makes and physical. Even, and even sense, when you're yeah. like in um, Dark Souls three, you can look off in the distance and actually see elements of the yep. game that you're going to be approaching. Two's later the only on. one that doesn't behold to that. Of course, um, of course it was. Well, of course you're going to say that, but like, of course it was two. The worst, <laughs> worst one in the series. Yeah. Two is all a dream. Okay, stop, stop, <laughs> stop pipping on two. That gets around the fact you can see a lava castle below you that you then go up into. Yeah, bizarre. Sure. Absolutely bizarre. Yeah, but that's the whole thing. They've they had that. They've pioneered that for so long, like the interconnected mm. world. And I remember even the pre-release stuff, like you were off fighting the shinobi hunter. And uh, I was off down. I swim down the river. I fought a catfish, and then I went off and yeah. dovetailed off down some bamboo forest. Oh, but, like... heck, those fish! By the way, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's like you know, little paths still exist. I did encounter my first glitch. Okay, no. I, 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 had, I had a bad one before launch, but yeah. I have uh, I've saved it on my PS4 when I'll share it with you guys, nice. or probably on Twitter later. And it's uh, swimming along, just mind my own business. Spot something swimming towards me, and I'm like, oh, that little fish, little fish, <laughs> nice so fish. Go, go and stab it. Just passes straight through, and I'm like. 
okay. Maybe it's a ghost. Can you attack in the water? You can attack in the water. Yeah. If you if you and if you go um, press circle and attack, you'll do like a speedboat where you what? stab forward and zoom. Anyway, Wonder right. Speedboat. So, so I get out, draw myself off, and I'm just thinking like, what was that thing that just attacked uh. me? And then I realise, wait a minute, I shouldn't be looking at the lake because the fish is now out of the lake and now swimming <laughs> towards me on the air itself. And I was there like, uh, okay. And, <laughs> and it only took one hit to, to kill it. Okay. But the fish was like rabid. It was like, I was like, oh my god. And it was about, must have been so confused about three or four foot above the water and I was like uh some of the scariest glitches in games is like any sea animal on, on land like okay, I, a I, shark or something just like flying through the I'm, you know, I don't know if you guys know grass. this about me but I'm I'm terrified of open waters like it's the concept of not being able to see what's underneath I'm me totally that, re you, that, that really like freaks me out yeah. I'm fine on a boat but if you put me in the water I would feel very uncomfortable because okay. I would be out of control oh I just never want to travel by boat ever the, but fair but you understand the yes. thing so Sekiro is so convincing in being afraid of everything that I, <laughs> that I just jumped into a little pond that's outside of a castle Aww. and all of a sudden, I, you know when you press uh, the lock on button, just see if there's anything around. Oh no. I clicked down <laughs> and it locked onto something directly nope, below nope, me. Nope, right. nope, nope. <laughs> so it something below me and I couldn't attack it and I couldn't do anything uh, against it and I don't know if it was just a thing that had swum away but uh. I was bricking it. I literally could not get out of that lake quick enough because I was, I just thought, oh, what's going to happen now? Is that I'm just going to eaten like by a giant yeah fish. like no. a big eel that comes yeah, out maybe if you like, sit oh, there long no. enough I think I mean no. we're pretty much out of time but I do want to just quickly talk about like that atmosphere because yeah. like that's what contributes to it being so like fear yeah like relentless and exhausting is like they kind of bring just enough of the horror stuff from Bloodborne like you do get jump scares like yeah. whether it's a giant oversized rooster or just like something <laughs> that just kicks you from out of frame like the, and it has like a horror sensibility to its art direction like you know you have a macabre like bolted back together prosthetic arm which is kind of and you're I, undead you as well I compare it more to a thriller personally. yeah 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 well I, I for me, it's like there's like there's bloods everywhere. There's like there is like an element of gore to it. Like I think do, I do think some of the visuals are like horrifying, like the ogre's face or whatever. Can we tell Scott and the listeners about? I'm gonna I'm trying to look at you to gauge how I, how I get around this like for spoilers. Do it. The the enemy that screams before it appears on screen. Well, you can just describe it as that. Yeah. Okay. There's an enemy that there's an enemy that uh, screams at you first. You're, so you just run along, mind your own business, and all you'll hear is like, like that, and then all of a sudden you'll see it go like that straight into oh, combat cool. with you. It's ah. Oh. I haven't come a, across that yet. But there is, you, no, you, you have because we've been through the same area. But it, it just—I don't know if it did it. Maybe it's not. It reminds me of an enemy that I came across in Ashen, and that terrified me. So, oh, God. is there anything uh, that you found so far that's as bad as the barking crows from Bloodborne? Yep, because those things were horrifying. Uh, you've used that, <laughs> and the enemy—the <laughs> enemy that I'm stuck on—is uh, uh, that. Oh, good. But not a, not a crow. It's a barking crow. <laughs> Imagine that but as a full sub-boss. Okay. Yum. I mean, I'm getting... I, I think FromSoft have a knack to do oversized enemies. Like, the first time I saw that massive rat in Dark Souls. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. I just... I don't mean in terms of the... the I'm talking about how the crow the attacks. Oh, okay. Rather it than, rather comes than at you. yeah, rather okay. than the uh, flops a bit. Because yeah. that's the best thing about the, blood, the Bloodborne thing is you think that oh, it's just a bunch of dead crows over there. I'll just piece walk of piss, over. yeah, just yeah, like, it just leaps up and just tries to take your face off. Isn't so, the, yeah. isn't the lore of the Bloodborne crows that they're, they've eaten so many bodies that they're too fat to uh to that's walk? Great. To fly. Is that, is that, isn't that what um, they're meant to be? That makes perfect sense because like, obviously crows hoard stuff yeah. in general. That's great. It could be. I know the ones in like the later game have all been experimented on. And oh. Stuff. Pocket law. 
Apocalypse. Ooh, hello. I'm just here with the Apocalypse. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with with Sekiro, with Dark Souls, with all of them, I think a lot of it is the element of surprise, the element mm. of. Uh, oh, I hate the phrase, but it is all about getting good. Yeah. Oh. It's overcoming it. It's overcoming Did you have it. To? It's, Are you spelling that with a G I T or oh, a G O O D? It's it's true though. It's true. It's all mm-hmm. about you know going through an area. Getting through all the jump scares. Getting flattened and then learning to stand back <laughs> and up And then again. getting to a boss mm-hmm. and then manage to overcome him. It's, it's honestly, it's spectacular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think that the only thing I can add to that is uh, if you are worried that this game is going to be just another example of a game that requires just pattern memorization, it's not as, it doesn't lean as heavily on that as the Dark Souls uh, games did mm. because it, you can you have so many combat options available yeah. to you that means that you can approach it in many different ways. The thing that I love the most about it is that it feels like, because I love watching like a, whether it's a band or just like an artist or whatever like sort of like you know find their footing and expand in like really good meaningful ways and Aww. this like I said at the beginning like feels like from software going like yep this is our next stage we've yeah. partnered with Activision but we've played our cards right and it's still like you know it's exactly what they wanted to make it's not it hasn't got microtransactions in it it's not got horrible DLC practices like whatever Ooh. it's entirely their like baby still and ha- so what however go on I'm so enamored with this game. You would play it, more of it. I would gladly buy it. <laughs> I wouldn't say no. No, I think that could be the way that they go with it. But I think yeah. that like you see them flexing all these different directions, yeah. but it's still them. And like Definitely. that's the, the heart of it. Um, so yes, this has been the What Culture Gaming Podcast. You guys can all find us on social media. I am at slash LP89, which I nearly always forget. You do, actually. Yeah, I know. I did it right. I've been your host, Scott Taylor, but ah, also joined. Of, like, I'm, I'm, Hi, Jules Gill. I'm Jules. Hi. And you can follow me at RetroJ with a zero over on Twitter. And Rachel Shackleton. <laughs> Um, well, my tag, because everyone else is doing it these yep, days, yep. Uh, is don't rage quit. Guys, I hope you're enjoying Sekiro. Thank you for listening. Me Bosch. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.